Welcome to our podcast, Ships on Fire. I'm Kilda. And I'm Jess. We know life is busy, it's flying by, and our schedules are full, which can make you feel disconnected. We believe your calendar of tasks doesn't deserve to get in the way of your relationship with God and others. We care about you, and we know it's not always easy, which is why our stories connect. We are grateful to spend this time with you as you pause from the busyness of life and move forward on the journey God has for you. Friend, let's take root and grow together as we set ships on fire. Hey there, friends. How's it going? Thank you for joining us. I hope you had a great week. I hope you were able to catch up on your favorite episodes, share your favorite episodes with some folks, and maybe even caught a couple episodes for a second time. We're so excited. We were able to announce last week that it's been put on our heart to do a daily prayer podcast, Knees on Fire. So be on the lookout. That should be coming soon. We are praying through what does it look like for our weekly podcasts. So if we could ask you to pray for us, just some discernment, some direction, asking God to use us in a mighty way, but what it looks like to get his word, get his message, get the gospel out through ships on fire. So thank you so much for coming along this journey with us and allowing us to help you along your journey. Today, what's been coming up over the last week is the phrase image bearer. It's come across a few times in my reading and it's just allowed us to really reflect on what does that mean. I am an image bearer of God. I was created in his image. Yeah, in the beginning of the Bible, it says that we were created in his image. So what does that even mean? We're going to do our best to talk about this with you. So an image is to represent something like a painting of something, resemblance, a visible representation. So like you might look at a child and say, wow, they look just like their mom or just like their dad. So that's a visible representation of another person. So if we are made in God's image, we are to represent him. And what does that even look like? There's so many questions that come to my mind when I'm thinking of that. Yeah, to think about being in God's image. I mean, first of all, thinking about God, the God of the universe, the creator, the one that breathed life into my lungs, that breathed life into your lungs, that I actually bear his image. I mean, I am not worthy uh, is, is my initial thought. But because of the God who he is, he makes me worthy. So God is spirit uh, is one thing that I, I think of, right? It's in his nature, his his presence. Uh, he's, he's omnipresent. Just the other day talking with our daughter, you know, she asked that question. She said, you know, how can God be everywhere being that we're here and, you know, we have family in, in different places. And, and she even, it's funny, she even used the word, well, I know because he's omnipresent, And she's still trying to wrap her mind around what that word means. But she, being a young girl, knows God is everywhere. So again, God is spirit. The other one I think of is God is light. And I think of, comes from John, uh, 1 John 1, 5 is, in him there is no darkness. So that's one way for me to understand that he is light. He's not a light. He is light. And then, of course, we all know God is love. And with that, that does include grace, kindness, mercy, but but God is love. And ultimately, when I think about who God is, Jesus is the perfect image of God. 
And it's so sobering the first time I heard somebody tell me that I might be, you might be the only Jesus that someone sees. And it's like, wow. And that just brings it right back around to being created in his image. I may be the only Jesus that someone sees. Yeah, that's a good reminder to remember that, that I am to represent Jesus. And and a lot of the times I'll ask myself, am I representing Jesus well when I'm around my family, when I'm around friends, when I'm around people that I don't know? Am I representing him well? Can other people see Jesus through me? And I also think and am reminded that he is the creator and redeemer of mankind. And so it's complex to me. It's it's still hard to wrap my head around that. I think it's uh, it's a lot to understand, but the point isn't actually to understand, but to know and be known by God. Yeah, definitely. I like how you said that the representation. I just saw someone on Facebook actually apologize to a friend for those in her life that may have misrepresented him. This friend, from what I gather, you know, is most likely an atheist, definitely used the word religion. And and of course, this person on Facebook jumped right in the whole, well, hey, I hate religion too, which the person expected that answer. But she did. She just said, hey, I apologize for the misrepresentation because I do believe that's really where we are as a society today is someone may have misrepresented him and someone in the church. Sometimes the body, the church body had misrepresented Jesus to now we do live where there are folks who are walking away. Folks who are going astray, folks who are never coming to Jesus unless they're able to see who he truly is. And he, you know, he's he's God. So he's going to manifest himself and he will use his people to manifest himself. And praise God that he would use a, a sinner like me, someone who has been through a lot, a lot of times where I may have misrepresented him, not by name, but just by action. And as God's image bearers, we're all equal So we're all equal in value and worth, but we are all also fallen equally. So that's in Romans 3.23. And as an image bearer, we are all made to glorify and magnify the Lord. All mankind is. And also as an image bearer, we should view others as God views us. So when we see other people, we should look through the lens of how God sees them And it's also important that we look through that lens when we view ourselves to look at ourselves as the way God sees us. And I know it's so hard sometimes to do that. I think we are our own worst critics. So remembering to put on the God lens daily and look at ourselves is so helpful and so important. It's just like, you know, we talked about it in episode two about who am I, where we define ourselves by what we do. We define ourselves by our titles in life, and that is not who we are. That may be, again, a title or something that we're part of a season in our life, but that doesn't define who we are. You know, again, through his image, I can definitely rest in the fact that every human life has worth and has value, right? The, the scripture says to love our neighbor, and you, you cannot say that you love God, but then you hate your neighbor. Every person was created in the image of God. And what's neat is that the the gospel is so powerful and the power of it is that it can transform an image bearer, which all people were created in the image. So it can transform anybody's 
heart of stone and bring it into worship, the delight of God. So I think the only way for our heart to be on fire for God is through the pursuing saving grace of God, which takes our hearts and transforms them from hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. That's Ezekiel 36, 26. And a person who understands their nature before God is then eager to share that with others. So we are made in the image of God, but we have to remember that we are not God. God has authority over all creation and people rule the earth by cultivating like the day-to-day activities, the the gardens, their families, etc. But we can't use that authority for selfish things. So when you think back to Adam and Eve in the garden, there was a lot of selfishness that happened there. They wanted to be God. So we have to remember that we're not that we're not God, but we are to represent him well. And Jesus Jesus came and he ruled by serving his friends and he even served his enemies. Yeah, man, that's so much in there, Jess, that you just talked about. Um, I think about that whole ruling over over the earth, right? We were created in his image and then we were giving, given that authority to rule over the birds and, and rule over the earth and whatnot. And of course, we see, like you said, back in the garden where that power got abused for a bit. But then I think about God, how he never left, right? He never left Adam and Eve and said, oh, to heck with you guys. In fact, he pursued them. Hey, where are you? You know, and he knew where they were, but it was just that, man, I can only imagine being Adam full of shame. I can think many times where I've been full of shame and to know that God was still pursuing me. That wasn't the end. That shame doesn't define me. And that in him, again, I can look back in the mirror and say, man, he is who I am. He is, he created me in his image. And now I can be, I can use that responsibility to, to rule to to be the 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 king of my domain or king of the domain that he has given me and that I get to be a part of what he is doing um, in the lives of many and to help people realize that they were created in the image of God also and to see themselves in that light. We are created to be like him and reflect what he is like. And if Jesus is God, then we are to be like Jesus. So By reflecting God's image, others will be able to recognize him. Like we can use all the biblical words and we can have all the biblical knowledge, but if others can't see an image of God in us and through us, they won't be able to recognize him. And I saw this quote and I thought it was really good. The first repercussion of sin is that we forget our identity. Mm. So we forget that we are created in God's image, which leads to feelings of shame. And Adam and Eve in the garden, they they hid because that's where the battle started in the garden and they were naked and ashamed. So although sin separated us from God, Jesus came to restore that relationship through his death and resurrection. So when I think of going back to the garden where Adam and Eve, Eve hid because they were ashamed, they were naked and ashamed, I think that's really a good place to lead into our next conversation right now about being ashamed and and just all that kind of stuff. So I think the one of the first real problems is that if you go back to the garden, Adam and Eve felt shame. So when I think of myself and I'm supposed to represent Jesus well in my life to people around me, if I'm full of shame, it's going to be hard to do that. So there's a bunch of stuff in my life that I've done to 
make me feel shame and guilt, especially before I became a Christian. So much stuff in my past that I did that can cause me to feel shame that sometimes it can be hard to to remember who I am and who I'm supposed to represent. I'm not supposed to represent all the mistakes of my past. I'm supposed to represent uh, Jesus redeeming me and giving me a new heart. That's who I'm supposed to represent. But sometimes it's hard. Yeah, that overflow of the heart, right, is you know where someone is at. I know where I'm at when my heart is just full of shame, guilt, where the enemy, where I allow the enemy to whisper those lies in my in my mind and, and then I decide to go to battle rather than just standing firm. I heard somebody tell me this the other day, like a lot of times when it comes to shame and guilt, you know, shame is something a lot of times that have been bestowed by someone else versus guilt, of course, that's my own sin, right? And sometimes it probably even seems a lot easier to overcome guilt because I can I can repent and confess, and then of course I I can be healed by that. But then shame sometimes we do we we carry that, and that's I believe the enemy uses that and to make us that identity rather than allowing us to know that's not who we are. And it's crazy too because you can watch it in your kids or a young person, and you can see it from such a young age. You know, you can you can even tell your child, oh, you're so pretty and you can, you know, praise them for something and they won't believe it. So it's just crazy that it can start at such a young age. So if you can go back to maybe your childhood and try to pick out some stuff that maybe uh, someone told you you were, whether it was good or bad, and kind of go back and backtrack to where maybe you picked up a lie at such a young age that you've carried with you your whole life, which has caused and made you feel shameful of certain things. So that's a good one to think about. Spend some time, even journaling sometimes is helpful. I know journaling helps me not be as distracted, but it can help you um, pinpoint some lies that maybe you've believed about yourself that isn't really true. My new life in Christ will be perfected. I can sit in that, like give my life to Christ, give him my heart and know that my new life in him will be perfected. And holy moly, I've never considered myself perfect. I'm not perfect because I'm not God. I have the best example to to rest in, to abide in. Not to strive to be, but to be in. Yeah, and I think it's important to discern whether we're basing our identity on compliments or maybe not so nice things that people have said about us. If we're going that route instead of who Jesus says that we are. So a good thing to do is combat any lies that you find with the truth. So go to scripture and find out your identity in Christ and and what image you bear. So you bear your image bearer of Christ. So go to scripture, find out who you are, but also be careful of not going to people or social media to be told who you are. I think that's an important reminder. I know I'll speak for myself that, you know, sometimes I could post something because I want people to say something to make me feel good about what I posted. And that's, that's not really a good thing to do. So I have to make sure that I'm always going to scripture to find out who I am. Yeah, that's so good. The thing I would add to that is taking that quiet time in your prayer and think about even those things that are not from God, the things that we struggle with or those identity pieces. Maybe it was something that someone told you, right? Some of us, if you've grown up um, with a strict father, maybe they said something to you that, that stuck with you or a mother that, you know, you've made that your identity and 
and and it's held you back from from thriving and moving forward. So write those things down and then pray over that. Give that to God. God, I give these to you. This is not who I am. And then of course list those things that it says who you are. So we again we've discussed this in a previous podcast, but the ones that continue to come to me is I am his masterpiece. I am his peaceful harvest. I am a child of God. And if I abide in that, nothing anybody can tell me will be able to steer me off the path of who I am in Christ and how I was created in his image. Yeah, I think it, it's just such an important reminder of how often we should be going to scripture. I can forget who I am very quickly. And there's so much out there right now. There's so much stuff on social media and so much stuff that says who we should be where, I mean, it says who we are in the Bible. So we should be reading that every day to find out who we really are and who we should represent in our lives. Good stuff, Jess. So as we get ready to wrap up, the one thing that just really just came over me right now is just the thought of being lost. There was a time where I was lost and now I'm found. And it takes me back to, of course, in Luke, it talks about the the lost coin, talks about the lost sheep and the lost son. And there was a time where I didn't even know that I was lost. One, I didn't even know I was created in God's image, but then now I'm lost. So, but then I think about that coin. And the one thing that brought me to was in Mark 12, the Pharisees is trying to trick Jesus about paying taxes to Caesar. And I'll just, I'll skip the story. You can go in and check out the story about paying taxes to Caesar, but it's in Mark 12, verse 13. Jesus makes a statement in 17 and he says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God, the things that are God. And I think about that. The coin had Caesar's name on it or Caesar's face on it. And I think about that is there was a time where I thought I was or where I was the lost son, where I was the lost sheep. And I never thought of myself as a lost coin. But now reading that part of it and Jesus said again, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. His face was on that coin and render to God the things that are his. And I think about that. I'm like, I'm a coin with God's image imprinted on me. That is just so overwhelming to think about right now. I belong to him. You know, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives within me. I hope this was a reminder that you were created in God's image. You are an image bearer. He chose you in Christ before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, you have been adopted as his child through Jesus because it pleased him to do so. I hope you're encouraged today. Enjoy your week. Thank you so much. We love you. Take care. We have enjoyed hanging out with you today. Please subscribe to Ships on Fire on your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Ships on Fire. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Share your prayers with us in the prayer link in the show notes below. And friend, take root and grow.